Welcome to the Rock Church Audio Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us today. Rock Church is located on Harrison Avenue between Mulford and Perryville Roads in Rockford, Illinois. Now let's join Pastor Jared with today's message. All right, are you ready? Nope, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. I said, are you ready? I know, it's been a lot of shouting and cheering, but we're almost there. It's 10.55. I'll get you out of here at least by noon, okay? So just playing, just playing. I'll get you out of here soonish, <laughs> sooner than that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let me do something real quick. Where are my kids at? Where are my kids? My here. Kids, just raise your hands. Raise your hands. I want to see all the kids here. The kids here. Yes. No, put your hand down. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. So I had the kids stay in so they could be a part of this, right? Because they're next, right? All these little ones with their hands up, they're next. Okay. So just as you've been praying and sowing into these guys' lives, be praying and sowing into theirs as well. All right. So as you see them, just encourage them. Give them a high five, something along those lines. Ladies, you can put your hands down. You're good. All right. So just be thinking about them as well. All right, here we go. We're going to get to the word. I'm going to be speaking to you on the subject of the audacity to honor. Everybody say honor. honor. That was weak. Everybody say honor. honor. There we go. All right, we're going to be talking about the audacity to honor. If you have your Bible, you can open to 1 Samuel chapter 24. We're going to start in verse 1, and we might take it, who knows how long from there, at least to verse 7. Okay? So you can open up to there. And uh, really, as I was preparing for this, um, yeah, as I was preparing for this, I had one plan. And God was like, no. Nah. No, I had everything said. I knew where I was going with it. And about a week and a half ago, God just kept saying, honor, 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 honor. And I was like, okay, I get the point, God. All right, I'm supposed to speak about honor. Okay, and how fitting that on today as we're honoring our graduates and honoring parents and just honoring people that uh, we talk about honor. Okay, now here's the thing with honor, though. It's important to have the right understanding of honor because honor is this word that has been twisted by culture right? Honor is this word that can sometimes just mean, hey, we're honoring you, so we're just going to celebrate you, right? We're just going to give you a pat on the back, give you a little high five, you did it, and that's what honor is. And I think that we have lost, as the church, the weight and the magnitude of honor and the importance of it. And it's what I really believe God is calling us to today, is to re-examine our hearts and our understanding of honor, because if we're to look at the definition of honor, uh, honor is to value, to prize, to give weight to someone. Now I'm going to call somebody up. Nathaniel, can you come help me with this? I got an illustration. Can we give him a Okay. It's nice having this little cheering section right there, right? It's, it's great. Okay. So honor, right? Uh, to value, to prize, to give weight to somebody. As I was thinking about this, I was like, hmm, hmm, to give weight to someone. That's kind of weird, but cool. We'll go with it. So I went, I got a dumbbell, okay? And so if we are honoring people, and that's the definition, it must mean that we're supposed to take that honor, bro. Thank you. 
Yes. That's great, right? Not really. No, because now he has to hold that. And uh, do we want to be a burden to people? I don't think so. So honor shouldn't be a burden, right? So just this giving weight, I was like, okay, God, that can't be what you're talking about here. So I'll take that back. So I was thinking, I was like, okay, to give weight to, what is this? Well, to give weight to is an idiom that means to attach importance to someone or something, okay? So I have a rope. So I was like, okay, honor. So it's like, you have a rope. It's like attached to me and uh, I'm gonna honor you. And it's like, I just gave him the rope. This must be what honor is, right? I'm attaching importance. I'm saying, hey, you're important to me. So I, I just connected myself to him. Here's the problem with this. Uh, uh, that don't work. It does not. So this, this can't be honor because there's some people I don't necessarily want to be tied to. Not you. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> this time. <laughs> So th this can't be what it is. And so I was thinking about it, and honestly, I was wrestling this all the way through this morning. I was telling me to say. And he said, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. You're not attaching them to yourself and what you think of them, your opinions, your morals, right? You're not doing that. So when you honor somebody, what you're doing is you're attaching them to God. You're attaching them to the view that God has of them. So when I honor somebody, I am honoring them from the perspective of how God views them. Right? This isn't the price is right, where it's like, okay, hey, yeah, you're worth this, and you're worth that, and, you know, you're kind of worth that. That's not how this works. That's how culture says to honor, though. You honor those who agree with you, who maybe have the same political viewpoints of you, Right? You honor somebody who maybe has the same culture and background as you. Those are some of the things that culture might try to tell you. Right? You honor those who do good things to you. But that's not what God calls us to do when it comes to honor. God calls us to honor in a way that does not discriminate. Because honor does not discriminate by color. Honor does not discriminate by political background. Honor does not discriminate by gender. Honor does not discriminate by age. Honor does not discriminate. Honor doesn't discriminate by worth either. Whether or not somebody is worthy of it. Okay? When we honor somebody, we are attaching them not to ourselves, but to the character of God. To the promises of God. And we are saying, hey, I know what God believes about this person, and so I'm going to believe the same. And I'm going to attach that to them. Okay? Thank you, sir. Give him a round of applause. So here's the thing with honor. We're supposed to honor everyone. Yeah, about that. Honoring everyone. There's some people I don't want to honor. Can we be honest? Right? There are some people that were like, I'd rather have nothing to do with that person. 
I want to do the exact opposite of honor that person. But God calls us to honor everyone. All right, 1 Peter 2, verse 17. I'll get there. 1 Peter 2, verse 17. We're going to go New King James Version up there on the screen for you. It says, honor all people. Well, shoot. Um, there it is. Straight up. No buts. No only ifs. Just honor all people. Love the brotherhood. That should be easy, right? Loving other believers, is that easy? Yeah. <laughs> Fear God. We can do that, right? Then it says, honor the king. Now, if you're talking about and trying to communicate to somebody to honor all people, Peter picks a perfect person to use this as an example. Because Peter is writing this at the time that there's a certain king named Nero. You all know about Nero? Nero was a bad dude, right? Uh, he killed his mother. Killed his wife. Killed his second wife, because apparently she didn't get the hint. And uh, burned Rome, blamed it on the Christians, persecuted the Christians in who knows number of ways. Peter would eventually die under Nero. And here we have Peter saying, honor the king. Ouch. Talking to other believers, saying, honor the king. The king's not worthy of it. And yet we're supposed to honor anyway. Let's look at 1 Samuel 24, verse 1. So I said honor does not discriminate. Right? We're supposed to honor everyone. There's a little saying that I have for that. Actually, I got it from somebody else. But it says, uh, we honor up, we honor down. We honor all the way Around. Ever say, we honor up, we honor down. We honor all the way around. Okay? It does not discriminate. We honor everyone regardless of their worth. That is what God calls us to do. Doesn't mean it's easy, but that is what we are called to do. So, let's look at David. David here, we're going to find him. He's anointed to be king. Right? He's killed Goliath. The people have sang his praises, and uh, he's paid his dues in the pasture, and he should have gone from pasture to palace, but instead he goes from pasture to we're going to find him in a cave. And we're going to find him in a cave because King Saul, who was initially anointed to be king, but was disobedient, did not honor God, and lost out on that anointing and privilege. And we have King Saul trying to kill David. So David has been on the run for a while now. Okay? We got, we got this? We good? Cool. So David is on the run. And it says in verse 1, After Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of En Gedi. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At the place where the road passes some sheepfolds, Saul went into a cave to relieve himself. Now, that's funny, okay? Y'all need to read your Bible more if you don't think the Bible is funny, all right? We got, we got the writer saying, oh, yeah, Saul's going to the bathroom in the cave, 
And uh, yeah, so anyway, side note. So he's in the bathroom. He's going to relieve himself. But what he didn't know is that further back in the cave were David and his men. Okay? Now, these dudes were bad dudes. They were gangsters. They were, I don't know, whatever other, uh, I guess you could call them maybe like the Old Testament Avengers, if you will. All right? There was one guy, he killed a thousand people just by himself. Okay? You did not want to mess with these guys. And so all these people are back in this cave. And you got Saul coming in, unaware, vulnerable, because he's about to do his business, right? And there's this opportunity. In fact, the people that are following David, they say, hey, verse 4, now's your opportunity. David's men whispered to him, today the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward. I'm not going to finish that sentence yet. So David crept forward. I want to throw this out there. Be careful of who you have whispering in your ear. Okay? Because they might have good intentions, but it might be mislabeled guidance. Okay? Good intentions, mislabeled guidance. Because these guys were saying, hey, God has delivered him. God wants you to kill this dude. He knows you. He deserves it. He tried to kill you multiple times. Let's get revenge. Let's get even. Then you can be king, because he's keeping you from being king. The longer he breathes, the longer you got to wait to be king. So be careful, especially for you graduates, as you're moving forward, right? And you're going into career paths, right? Be careful of who you have around you and what kind of guidance they're giving you. Because just because there's somebody in front of you, if you get them in a vulnerable spot where they're, maybe they're having an off day or something like that, culture would say, hey, jump over them, step on them to get to where you need to go. That's not what God would have you do. Right? That's for all of us. Right? We're not supposed to step on people to get to where we need to be. Okay? So be careful of who you have giving you guidance, and you better take it to God. These were David's men. They knew. They knew about David. They knew about what God had done. They had experienced some things. And yet here they are getting mislabeled guidance. So even from the people you trust, sometimes from your parents, from your family, right? Things God's going to call you to do that maybe don't make sense to them. All right? Take it to God. You got to take everything to God. Amen? Because he's the one who knows. Okay? So, David's in this cave, and his guys are like, y'all, you need to go up there, and you just need to like, shank him. All right? Be done with him. So David goes, creeps forward, doesn't kill him, takes his little knife, cuts the corner of his coat. No big deal, right? That's not an issue. It's just a cloth, right? One problem. Next verse. Verse 5. But then David's conscience. Ouch. Y'all ever have those moments where you're like about to do something, and maybe you've done it, and then your conscience or the Holy Spirit in you, he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that one. You done did it now. Right? That's what David gets here. So let's watch what his response is. Okay? 
Verse 6, he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So like I said before, honor doesn't have anything to do with somebody's worth, what you think they're worth, what other people assign to them, whether or not you, they deserve it. Honor has everything to do with God. Are you living a lifestyle that honors God? When you honor other people, you point them to him. All right? 1 Peter 2, a little bit earlier, verse 13, talks about Peter still talking to them. He's like, hey, be careful how you live. Let your honorable behavior, right, point people to give glory to God. Even though they accuse you and say all these wrong things about you. We get a similar, a similar thing uh, when Jesus is doing his Sermon on the Mount. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted, right, who go through and experience all this stuff, and yet honor anyway. Amen? Okay? So honor does not discriminate, but honor also needs an action. There's an action to honor, right? That's why honor can't just be, woo, party, right? A little, a little tiny pat on the back. That's not the action it's talking about, Right? A couple of things that you can associate with honor as far as an action goes. Serving. Okay? Picture, right here. Jesus. Okay? At the Last Supper. He goes to wash the disciples' feet. How many disciples? Twelve. Right? There's twelve there. One of them, though, was going to betray Jesus. How many pairs of feet did Jesus wash? Twelve. He didn't discriminate against Judas. He served him. You look at Jesus on the cross. He died on the cross for all of us. Not knowing if we would follow him or not. Knowing the mistakes that we would made. That was an act of service. An act of honor to us by dying on the cross for us. Okay? So serving is one. Another one, this is for the kids right? Uh, honoring your parents, being obedient, right? There's times where honor looks like obedience. It's recognizing, hey, God has put this person <clears throat> in authority over me, and so I might not understand what my parents are telling me to do. I might not get it. It's not what I want to do, but if we're honoring our parents, right, that looks like obedience. And here's the other thing about honor. Honor is a seed, Everybody say seed. All right? Honor is something that when you give it to somebody, right, it's a seed that goes forth. Sometimes for you, sometimes for them. Okay? Because you might give them a seed of saying, hey, you know, I'm going to honor this person and I'm going to treat them you know, better than maybe they deserve. And I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to encourage them. And I'm going to remind them about who God says they are. And I'm going to honor this person and do that, and that might be something that transforms their life and brings them into a place of knowing God, that saving knowledge of God, because you chose to honor somebody, even when it was uncomfortable, right? The Bible also tells us that, hey, if we humble ourselves, all right, honor requires humility, and we're going to see that here in a second, all right? As Jesus humbled himself to go to the cross, as he humbled himself to serve the disciples and wash their feet, right? As there's this act of humility, 
right? There's this change that can happen, the seed that is sown, all right? And that at the right time, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you in honor, okay? So as you are going through whatever it is you are called to do in life, whether you're older, whether you're younger, right? If you honor God and humble yourself, God will exalt you at the right time. God will bring you into that place. But only if your life is bringing honor to God. Because it's got to be honoring to him first. Amen? All right, let's look at David's response here. Okay? Verse 7. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. Now this is what this tells me. Okay? David was like, cut the cloth. And then he's like, ooh, yeah, I'm thinking about that. Maybe I should not have done that. His men were like, okay, yeah, yeah, we, we get it. You want to honor the king, respect him. That's cool. That's cool. We're good with that. Uh, we'll kill him for you. And they're like, yeah, let's go. And David has to restrain all these mighty men and say, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening here. So my question for you is this. You might try to be honoring people in your life, but do you allow people around you to dishonor others? You might be like, hey, I'm not the one doing it. I'm not the one gossiping. I'm not the one talking about somebody behind their back. All right? I'm not the one sending these emails, whatever the case is. Right? That's them. Or are you letting it happen in front of you without saying anything? David didn't let dishonor stem to the rest of his people, to his followers. So if you've got people around you, right, set an example of honor. That's one of my family. We've got five things, five words that help define us and structure us and help us know whether or not God is leading us in a direction, right? Number one, honor. For me and my household, we are going to honor everyone, which means the people that we're surrounded with, my wife may say to me, hey, you need to check that. That doesn't sound very honoring to people. And I have to be like, you're right. Okay? So don't allow it to go on around you. So that's one thing that David does. Here's the other thing that David does. And this is the part where humility comes back in. And uh, verse 7, the second part, it says, After Saul had left the cave and gone his way, David stayed in the cave. No, that's not what it says. It says, David came out and shouted after him, my lord, the king. Now, just throwing this out there. Uh, why would you, when you're running from somebody who's trying to kill you, you're hidden, he doesn't know you're there. Why would you step out into a vulnerable place? I mean, keep in mind, Saul had 3,000 people too. Could have been this huge war right there. But honor will bring you to a place of humility, which may make you vulnerable. Will you honor anyway? Okay? Will you honor anyway, even if it puts you in the position of being vulnerable? Even if it costs you a promotion? Even if it costs you an opportunity? Or delays what you believe God is trying to do in your life? Will you still honor? All right? Because David, he goes out. He's like, my lord, the king. And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Remember, it said we honor up, we honor down. We honor all the way around. David was anointed too. 
David was anointed to be king. And yet he bowed low. Then he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who say I'm trying to harm you? This very day you can see with your own eyes it isn't true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back in the cave. Some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. Why do we honor people? Because God says so. Right? David didn't spare Saul's life because of Saul. He spared his life because he was God's chosen one. Here's the thing about this. David did not realize or know that that anointing had been lifted. Back before David was anointed, that anointing was lifted from Saul. And yet, from his knowledge, he honored. Okay? So, we honor all. We honor up. We honor down. We honor all the way around. And it's going to cost us some things. We're going to have to be humble, right? It's going to maybe put us in a spot where we might be honoring somebody that we're not comfortable with, right? It doesn't discriminate. Are you in a position to honor somebody who maybe has a different viewpoint than you, right? People who have different beliefs, whether political, whether moral, whatever the case is, honor is going to put you in that uncomfortable position. It's going to put you in a vulnerable position. But we honor anyway because it's a seed. It's a seed that God can use to produce fruit. And if the church could get this, if the church could be a place where we truly honored people and we planted those seeds of honor, transformational in our community, transformational in here, if we could grasp that. Amen? Okay. So, honor calls us to be humble. Honor is a seed. Honor takes an action. How in the world do we do this? How are we supposed to honor everyone? The Holy Spirit. We honor because of the Holy Spirit. Because he gives us the ability to do it. What happened when David was in the cave? The Holy Spirit prompted him and said, hey, that was a dishonorable thing to do. You need to go honor him. That was the Holy Spirit. Jesus' ministry, Jesus was filled with the Spirit. Because he had the Spirit, he was able to say, you know what, even though this person is going to betray me and I'm going to have to die, I'm going to do it. I'm going to serve him anyway. Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, able to write those words, in the middle of an excruciating time for Christians where they have to be cautious. They have to constantly trying to navigate and maybe some people have lost loved ones and yet they're being called to honor the king. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. If we want to truly honor people, we got to let the Holy Spirit work inside of us to get to that place. Because again, we're connecting them with God. We're not connecting them to us. Which means we need the Holy Spirit to help us get the right view of that person. Right? To help us see them through God's eyes. Because we have filters. And we need God to help take some of those filters off. So we need the Holy Spirit to honor. Would you stand with me?
As we close, I want to ask this question. Who is it that God is calling you to honor this week? Let's be practical. Will you open your heart enough to God where he can say, I want you to honor that person? And you might have the initial reaction of, what, that person? No. No way. God picks somebody easier, like stepping stones. Do you have the audacity to pray and ask God to show you who to honor and how to honor them? And maybe you need to repent of some times where you were supposed to and you didn't. So I just want to take a moment. We're just going to have a moment of silence. Okay? Just bow your head, close your eyes, and I just want you to think about that. And ask God, open your heart and just say, God, forgive me for those times when I haven't honored those that you put in front of me to honor. And then I want you to ask him, God, who is it you are calling, to mo- calling me to honor right now? Maybe it's your boss. Maybe you don't agree with how he handles things or she handles things. Maybe you feel like they're unfair or they're mean. Whatever the case is, maybe you're supposed to honor them. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe you're supposed to be honoring to your parents and you need to make that change and say, God, you know what? I haven't honored my parents before, but I'm going to do it now. Maybe it's your friends, your coworkers. Maybe instead of trying to compete with them to get the promotion or to get a leg up, maybe you need to honor them and work with them and not talk bad about them behind their back and not come home complaining about everything that happened at work. Maybe you need to honor them instead. Parents, maybe it's your kids. Maybe you need to just take the time to honor them, to recognize the giftings that God has put inside of them, the value he has placed on them. Whoever it is, We're going to pray and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. So God, we come before you in this moment. God, we open our hearts to you because honor comes from the heart. And if it doesn't come from the heart, it's not honor. God, help us to live lives that are honorable. God, that other people might be able to see a difference in us and we might be able to point them to you. And God, we know it's hard. We've experienced how hard it can be to honor people, to honor those who are in authority over us. God, help us to honor them anyway. Holy Spirit, help us to see as God sees. God, give us the desire and the power to do what pleases you in honoring those that we come in contact with. God, help us to let our light shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven, help us to live honorable lives that make a difference in the lives of others. We need you to do that in us. And God, reveal to us the things that are not honorable to you. 
God, point those things out. God, we know that it starts with bringing honor to you. That was David's heart, and his desire was to bring honor to you. That was Jesus' desire, to do the will of his Father in heaven. That was Peter's desire, to live a life that brings honor to you, God, regardless of the consequences, regardless of the situation that it put him in, God of being martyred. God, help us to live a life that brings honor to you. Help us to honor up, to honor down, and to honor all the way around. And God, I pray a blessing over everyone who came in today who heard your word. I pray that the word would bear fruit. God, I pray that you keep everybody safe as they go about their week. God, as they're maybe traveling for summer, whatever the case is, God, just pray a blessing over these people as they go about the rest of their day and uh, until we meet again. And uh, God, we just thank you for that and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Thank you for joining us on our live stream today. Our hope is that you will discover life in Christ. If you have a prayer need, please take time to fill out a connection card from our website, or you may also send an email to prayer at rockchurch.net, and one of our pastors will follow up with you as soon as possible. For more information about our church, please visit our website at rockchurch.net. We hope to see you in person for one of our live services on Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. God bless you today.